This week, the line was over one hour to enter the Westfield Mall in Paramus, New Jersey. But as the numbers of COVID-19 cases surge anew, the way malls operate may have to undergo a significant transformation. And then once we get past the pent-up demand, the real question remains, can malls survive? In this edition of FinTech Friday, can CLO technology save the shopping mall? I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco on July 3rd, and this is FinTech Friday, brought to you by Cardlinks. It's great to be with you. Westfields, Simon Malls, these are the brand names associated with that most capitalist of pastime, shopping. In many ways, the shopping mall has become the village square for communities around the world, from New York to Shanghai, and from Sydney to Paris and back. But as lockdowns continue, and as online shopping takes center stage, the future of shopping malls is very much in question. Many anchor merchant tenants at malls have filed for bankruptcy in the past few months, and these include well-known, iconic names like Neiman Marcus and JCPenney. As these companies go bankrupt, they often stop paying rent to mall landlords, and more retailer bankruptcies are sure to come. But is it all bad news? Well, no. The death of malls has been greatly exaggerated. As malls reopen in the U.S., Europe, and Asia, we have seen a glimmer of hope. Consumers are, in fact, willing to return to in-person shopping after having been confined to their homes for the last several months, socially distanced lines snaking across parking lots for hours are not an uncommon sight in suburbs across the world this week. But even more confidence-inspiring are the new technologies being developed to help consumers return to malls and get targeted discounts and personalized service. Chief among these technologies are card-linked offers, or CLOs. By linking a credit card to a mobile app, a consumer can get personalized discounts to incentivize them to return to shop at a merchant located within a local mall. Some shopping malls will even waive the parking fee if the consumer uses their app-enrolled credit card. One CLO company leading the charge is OpenSparks, based in Sydney, Australia. It's not well known, but Australia has long been a hotbed for shopping innovation. Westfield Malls was originally started in Australia. OpenSparks was founded by Terry McMullen, a well-known innovator and entrepreneur in the loyalty industry. In our interview, we discuss how card-linked offers and account-linked offers and the accompanying technology is actually saving the mall industry in the Pacific, Australia, and soon in North America and Europe as well. Good afternoon, Terry. I'm speaking to you today from San Francisco, and am I correct? You are in Sydney, Australia? That's right, Silvio. Good afternoon or good morning to you. And right now I'm sitting uh, at my home in Sydney, Australia. OpenSparks uh, has been a real innovator in using card-linked offers or CLO in the context of malls. But malls have really undergone a dramatic transformation over the last several months due to COVID-19. Many of those malls are starting to reopen, 
what are consumers going to find when they return to their beloved malls around the world? In terms of the COVID-specific thing, some big changes. Number one, of course, social distancing. Individual tenants and the malls themselves uh, are forced by government regulation to limit the amount of people. So there's a lot more open space in the malls. Secondly, from a consumer's point of view, we've seen in a number of countries a change in shopping behaviour and a preference for neighbourhood shopping over destination shopping. Now, that's been tied with another key change in shopping behaviour amongst consumers, which is a real decrease in shopping time. So it's really moved to get in, get out for obvious safety reasons and because a lot of merchants in the malls are still closed. So it's much more of a uh, in-out convenience kind of shopping experience. Probably the other key kind of trend to notice is that discretionary spending in a lot of countries is way, way down, in particular certain categories like apparel and in particular female apparel and in particular, again, for millennials. And mall owners are going through a tremendous amount of change. You mentioned many of the changes that they're experiencing, but they're also trying to react How do you see mall owners and even merchants using card-linked offers to drive in-store traffic and get consumers to return to the shopping mall? Yeah, yeah. So the first point to make is that a lot of the change that's happening globally in shopping malls, you can talk about it in terms of a shift in strategy from placing a lot of focus on building fantastic, interesting destinations to changing the focus on building customer relationships and building a relationship with patrons that visit the mall. Of course, that's where digital strategy comes in. So the first thing is shopping malls are um, creating a more digitized experience. A lot of malls in Southeast Asia have their own apps. Some malls are also starting to take that one step further and develop their own loyalty program, like the program that we support in the Philippines. So definitely there's a general trend for malls to move to a more digitized experience and creating their own loyalty program is really key to that. And I can totally see that with malls sponsoring things like free parking, um, if you come back, valet services, really upping the game in terms of the consumer experience as soon as you arrive at the mall. But what about the in-store experience? Do do you expect that the in-store experience is going to change once the consumer has passed the parking lot, you know, walked down the corridors and entered their favorite shop? Is that experience going to change in a material way? Yes. Just to quickly walk you through the kind of experience that's now enabled through the OpenSparks platform for the mall programs that we operate. It actually starts outside the mall. So if a consumer is out and about on a typical day and they happen to be within a reasonably close distance to the mall, they might get a geo message to their phone to say, hey, visit the mall today. There are some great specials for you. Then once they're actually in the mall, they might get another geolocated message recognizing that they're in the mall, you know, creating relevant targeted offers to drive actual spend. And then, of course, once a spend occurs, the OpenSparks platform, being a card link platform, can see that transaction data in real time. And this is the really exciting part. You can start to have a conversation that's relevant and contextual with the shopper 
whilst they're on their shopping journey. So consumers will start to see a much more engaging digital experience, which will only get better over time because it's all underpinned by real-time personalised transactional data. So that means that the analytics that the mall operator can apply to their loyalty program becomes extremely powerful, which results in more relevant, more targeted offers. And you get this beautiful cycle of the more the consumer interacts with the mall and shops at the mall, the more the mall gets to know the consumer and the better the mall can target its communications to uh, the consumer. And of course, card-linked offers underpins all of that digital relationship. Really amazing that walk through the new shopping experience. Now, Terry, you're based in a part of the world which has very high smartphone penetration, also very high credit card penetration. Australia is one of the markets with, with the highest penetration in both of those categories. You're also uh, working in a number of countries across Asia Pacific, which have very, very high mobile payments penetration. So historically, I think we're used to thinking about innovation flowing from Silicon Valley, where I am, or even Europe, to Asia and Australia. But in some ways, you know, especially as it relates to shopping, now it's kind of coming the other way around. Um, you know, Australia and parts of the uh, Asia Pacific are innovating first, and those practices are coming to the U.S. and North America and other parts of the world. What are some of the key things that you expect are going to come from Asia Pacific that you've already seen there that are going to start really taking root in places like the U.S. and, and Europe and Africa and, and Latin America? Let me give you two examples of what we're doing here. We're looking at launching a program in Thailand next year, and that's a mall-based program, but it will actually have merchants that are not in the mall. So the shopping mall can know when someone's out and shopping in the catchment area of a mall and can communicate to them. Another partnership innovation that we're looking at is partnering at the loyalty program level. Most people think of a shopping mall as a big collection of retailers with a few services. But if you start to think about it as a potential partner for some of the large loyalty programs like airline loyalty programs or the large coalition programs, you can start to promote a shopping mall as a destination to earn and burn your favourite loyalty currency. Again, all enabled by a card link platform that can enable that simply by paying with your preferred payment card. That's incredibly attractive to a loyalty program because it's a new opportunity for their members to earn and burn. It's incredibly attractive to a shopping mall because shopping malls are always trying to encourage additional footfall. And then when they get someone in the mall providing an incentive to convert footfalls to sales. And of course, someone who's engaged already with a loyalty program likes earning their favourite airline currency. That's a perfect mechanism to not only get them in the mall, but to get them spending to either earn or, or burn. So I think digitised loyalty-based partnerships, I think, is an interesting innovation we're seeing just emerging in shopping malls right now that I would expect would kind of permeate into a lot of markets worldwide. Now, we've spoken quite a bit about merchants, consumers and loyalty programs, but banks and card issuers are also really important to commerce. How does OpenSparks work with banks and how do you help them really thrive and prosper in the future that we're getting ready for now? Well, I guess at a high level, card linking per se is a method to deliver loyalty and offers. It's really focusing consumer spend onto the card. Some markets, as you mentioned, like Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, there's already very, very high card usage. 
in other markets, card usage is not so high. So card linking generically as a technology is really um, supporting banks. More specifically, and OpenSparks is dealing with a number of issuers in our part of the world. It gives the banks another reason to form a relationship with their customer beyond just the utility of being a payment instrument. Now, you know, Westfields is a company that is synonymous with malls. It's not known by many people outside of Australia, but Westfields actually started in Australia and they're a major mall operator. Now, the big question that everybody wants to know is, are malls going to make it? Are they going to survive? Or are we going to start seeing a lot of malls, you know, shutting down in the future because they aren't able to survive COVID-19 or navigate the new future that we've been talking about? What's your prediction? Are malls going to make it? The short answer is yes. Uh, the, the longer answer is um, some won't. And, and the reason for that is uh, in a lot of markets around the world, there is simply too much physical retail space, shopping malls and indeed outside of malls. Now, that's okay in buoyant times when consumers spend a lot, but in challenging times when consumer spending goes down, then it really is forcing a rebalance between available space and keeping the economics of malls uh, healthy. So there will be a decline overall in mall space, but those that adapt will survive. And uh, adapting to survive is all about recognising that it's number one about the relationship with the customer. Digital strategy and loyalty strategy can support that. Another key change that malls need to be aware of is to adapt to different spending patterns. We've already seen coming out of COVID shorter dwell times and we've seen the rise in convenience-based shopping and also shopping times have changed. What's also changing is malls are seen not as a destination but as a local village because people like to have a shorter travel distance. Again, that's COVID influence, but it might become a longer-term trend. So there might be challenges around destination malls with longer travel times, like some of the CBD malls in certain cities around the region. Another interesting pattern which has evolved is if you want consumers to spend more time in the mall, you've got to give them a reason. And the reason used to be having a couple of big anchor tenants and then a whole lot of other tenants which really didn't generate much volume. It was all about the anchor tenant. In the future, from the people that I talk to and the research that I see, it's going to be much more about providing all of the services that consumers in the more catchment need, not just retail, but also services. Think health, think education. How can a shopping mall you know, adapt so that it really is servicing the majority of the service needs of a consumer as opposed to just servicing the majority of their shopping needs. So I think malls that adapt to that new reality will survive in the, uh, in the new world. Terry, thank you so much for sharing those insights uh, from down under. Really, really helpful. And I'm um, looking forward to actually having you back on the podcast in the future. Thanks for joining us. Hey, it's been a real pleasure, Silvio. Always great to talk. Great to speak with you. That's Terry McMullen, the CEO and founder of OpenSparks, speaking to us today from Sydney, Australia. Coming right up, some closing thoughts on the future of malls and the overlooked importance of human interaction.
As the world of fintech and commerce continues to struggle with COVID-19, it can become a temptation to skip over the human dimension involved in commerce. We spend so much of our time buying online now that we might forget how much we all enjoyed strolling through the mall on a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday morning. To be honest, and I think we can be honest, often the visit to the mall was not at all about shopping. Sometimes it was just about sitting down for a coffee with a friend to catch up. Just as often it might have been about people watching and taking in the latest fashion trends from the unruly local teenagers. In short, the visit to the mall may have been about much more than just buying things. In fact, it was about being with other people and feeling connected to other people, even if those other people were often strangers. It's no surprise then that after months of being cooped up in our homes, that malls are seeing a bit of a, well, a renaissance. As we heard in today's show, the leading CLO and fintech companies are using the power of technology to reimagine the mall and to rethink how we can connect with our favorite retailers, and importantly, how we can reconnect with each other. And in my humble opinion, that is something very much worth saving. For FinTech Friday from the Cardlinks Association, have a great 4th of July holiday. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares, signing off.